how was uh, how was Montana? Montana? Didn't you go to Montana last week? Uh-huh. Opposite, California. Oh, I thought you went to Montana. Opposite. Nope. No, that's this next weekend. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we're. Uh, then never mind. Who cares? I don't care yeah, about California. Stupid. <laughs> California's stupid. I don't want to talk about it. Are, is Montana for? Is it the family camp? That you no, did last year? no. That's Colorado, and during the summer, I'm just all um, jacked up with your bro. Just your travel. <laughs> Stop recording. We're starting this thing over. <laughs> no, seriously, don't. Um, it was uh, yeah, yeah. So th- that was that uh, professional athletes outreach conference um, in Southern California. Uh, okay. Tiffany and I are on the board of, and now Tiffany's actually on staff. Oh wow! Uh, with them, and we're now the alumni catalyst. So just kind of helping. Uh, former players, guys that have retired, mm-hmm. um, stay connected and provide additional resources uh, for that community and um, something that I've been you know, passionate about. for. So it helps guys transitioning from the league to the professional world? Yeah. Get placed? Y- y- well, sort of, yes and no. So professional athletes outreach is a, is a pro-to-pro ministry. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's um, – you know, it's helping players like former players find their role, um, you know, after the game mm-hmm. and then, f- you know, while utilizing, right, the platform that like God has, has given them and um, and just being kind of, you know, just again, being a disciple in whatever industry is next. But yes, building out things that help guys connect into the next into the next okay. phase. Um, but then also like making sure that there's still community around them because the transition's tough and we've talked about it for, for years is, um, isolation that comes with it, the depression, the anxiety, um, you know, just under like creating a new identity. Some of the things that we've talked about, like Mm -hmm. what is your identity in? And, you know, unfortunately, uh, a, a large percentage of the population of pro athletes, their identity is in something that they do, not something that they are. So anyways, the um it's 200 couples it was awesome man it was is incredible and uh just a really powerful week um a lot of growth man a lot of a lot of really really good conversations a lot of breakthroughs with like couples because you know a lot of people come to these conferences it's a four-day conference and you know they come broken and they come um just a really bad place in their marriage really bad place personally you know it may look great um it may look great on TV on Sundays, but there's just there, there's a lot that um, you know pro couples, and it's not all couples mostly though. Um, pro couples just ha- have to deal with that's unique to that right. profession, right. and so um, you know this was just football, so it was a really like cool community just to connect and um, yeah, man, focused a lot on marriage, focused a lot on. Um, um, like just integrity. This is a conversation I want to have here on the show here. Just what does it mean to be a man of integrity? We spent a lot of time over the four days that we were there focused on that. Yeah. Um, so that'd be a good conversation. Awesome. But, uh, but yeah. So then what's Montana? Charge. What Montana's this weekend. That's a boys trip. Uh, just for fun. This is a year. What are we in? So year 15, 15 straight. Wow. That we've been doing this. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So same, same four guys. Um, yeah, we're, it's, we look forward to it every year. Five guys. Y'all going snowboarding? Uh, a couple of us ski, or a couple ski, I snowboard. Um, but I've, Skies uh, and urchins. Huh? Skies and urchins. Did you ever see a Johnny Tsunami? No. You never saw that movie? Uh-uh. The Disney movie growing up? Uh-uh. Do you remember that, Will? Oh, man. You two need to, that's your homework. Go watch jo- it. Actually, it's horrible. It would What's the name of the movie? Johnny Tsunami. It's a kid from, he's, he's a Hawaiian kid, surfer. Uh-huh. And I, something happens. I forget the reason, but he has to move to uh, somewhere in the mountains, and he has to learn snowboarding. Huh. And there's, like, a rivalry between skiers and snowboarders, and they call it skies versus urchins. <laughs> I guess I guess the snowboarders are, like, the lowly rats. And the, the yeah, so it depends, right? It, it, high there's, society. There's been, fa- there's been phases um, where it's, like, uh, probably, like, 2000s, snowboarding was, like, it. When Sean mm-hmm. White, like. Oh, yeah. And but skiers, I was a huge X Games guy. Back oh, in his day. huge! But like, skiers were like the squares, and it's right. like stay off. You know, there's a couple of resorts that like were are skiers only, like Deer Valley in Utah is one that's um, that's skier only. Um, 
but there's definitely like there was a huge divide between the two. Mm -hmm. And I would say probably over the last like five to seven years or so, like skiing has made a huge comeback. And, and so now, and it's, there's, there's a much, uh, much higher respect that yeah. each, each group has for each other because skiing isn't your, you know, anymore. It's not just your straight, like, all right, I'm going to pretty dorky. It's, I don't know, dude, <laughs> I threw them on two years ago, uh, for the first time since I was like 12 yeah. and I was a hardcore skier yeah. early, early on. Um, but I threw them on and I was like, dude, this is, it's way harder than I remember. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty killer. Yeah. yeah. I've never done it. I've only, I've only snowboarded once. Yeah. And I never skied. Yeah. I wasn't rich growing up. <laughs> I wasn't rich. We didn't go to the I mountains. just, I just, I just lived 45 minutes yeah, from. That's true. I lived in West Texas. There weren't really nah, an opportunity. It's to a, go. it's a whole, it's a whole vacation yeah. for Texans just to go. So no doubt. No doubt. it's tough. Well, that's cool. Well, I look forward to next week asking you and being correct this time. There we go. To Montana was. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to was trying to see uh, Josh Smith, our uh, Montana Knife Company. Yeah, buddy, but it's four hours away, yeah. so it's gonna. No, be we need it. We're, to... I think we're gonna plan a trip up there this summer. Yeah. Yes, when it's not freezing cold, I'd like to go up there. And... Yeah, because it's gonna be like, um, like a high of eight mm. and like a low of like minus nine. Yeah, I'll, like one I'll, of the days. I'll over there. take the seventy five we've been having here. Seventy five <laughs> and sunny. Appreciate it. Um, I uh, I've got an update for some shows for you guys to be watching. All right, here we go. I'm, All right, I'm, I'm our monthly next, updates. I'm right. a Netflix liaison for you. Actually, one of them's on HBO. Or not HBO, I'm sorry, a Apple. Apple? Apple TV. Apple TV. Yeah. So the first one, Netflix, it's making the news right now. It's called The Murdo Murdoch Murders. Have you heard of this? Uh-uh. Will, have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah, so it's this family in South Carolina, mm -hmm. and it's a, a dad, a mom, Is it, is it what? Is boys. this a documentary or like a drama? Documentary. Okay. Documentary. It's a three-episode documentary. Okay. And the first episode starts with, so it's watching the first episode. I was like, I know six families like that in the town that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the stereotypical rich family. Their attorneys in town. So they've been the law. They're like grandfather's grandfather started mm -hmm. an attorney as in the attorney there in town. It's just been generational. Um, but it's rich people getting away with anything they want. Kids, spoiled brats doing whatever they want. And never, never have an answer for it. And so the first episode, the youngest son, who's just a punk, um, gets anything he wants, all the money in the world, uh, gets drunk and has his buddies and their girlfriends on a boat. And they're going late one night. He's drunk driving the boat. Mm -hmm. They run into a bridge. Everybody goes overboard. One of the girls ends up drowning. Mm. Yeah, in the accident. And so it's all about covering up the accident, that he wasn't really drunk, trying to pin it on buddies, that they were actually the ones driving. And then this started a – kind of opened up a can of worms of there were a couple of odd murders that happened in the town uh, years prior, including one of their house um, – one of their house um, – what do they call it? Housekeepers? Yeah. Had fallen a couple of years before that and busted her head, and they said she just fell. So now they're thinking maybe she was murdered. Well, come to find out, and this all just went, this is all like real time. The dad is, has been in the news lately. Um, so after this boating accident, whatever, a couple years later, like a year later, I don't remember Will, what the timeline. The son, the kid that was in the accident, mm -hmm. and his mom get murdered at their house. And so then this starts opening up the investigation. Well, his dad, the dad has been on trial for the last several years, and just last week, in real time, 2023, was convicted of murdering his wife and his son. No. And just got life in prison for both both, uh, both murders. No yeah. way. Yeah. So, so in the documentary, does it get to the point where the it points at the dad? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't remember how the last one ends. It's oh, Okay. It's a, it's three episodes, but <laughs> I think so. I think that's, that's – I think it – brings you up to present day where it's in, on trial right now. Dang. Yeah, literally just the trial literally just wrapped up and the dad. Go look up Murdoch Murders. Murdoch Murders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, it's all that's all over the news I, right now. So something I could do. Anyway, but but the first, like I said, the first episode was very uh intriguing to me because again it's like, man, I knew three kids like that from my high school that just got away with everything. Rich punks, parents protected them from everything. Yep. Anyway. So it was very uh very what's the relation like uh I could relate relatable. to relatable very well. Very relatable. Uh, the second one is, it's a drama, but it's based off of true events. Okay. It's called Blackbird. 
Will, heard of this one? Mm. Blackbird on Apple TV. Why have I? It's about it's about a murder, a guy, a serial killer in the early nineties. Who, Who's in it? Um, I forget the guy's name. He's an unbelievable actor, though. Uh, the the crazy guy. Um, gosh, I forget his name. He's kind of a larger dude. Anyway, um, and then the other main actor I've never never seen him before. I don't know who it is, but uh, this is about a serial killer in the nineties who was raping young girls, raping, and killing young girls, and so it's it's dark. It's really dark. But my wife watched it with me. She uh, was entertained by it. So I, I don't okay. think it's beyond. I don't think it's just like just a dude show. Um, but it was really fascinating. So go check that one out. And then uh, on a much lighter note, another Netflix, I think, Will, you'll appreciate this one, is, uh, what is it called, Full Swing? The golf? Yeah. Are you are you a golf fan at all, Tyler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I I'm mean, not. I, I never really say, watched I wouldn't golf. say, like, like, you know, Master's Weekend, how everybody yeah, liked that. Right. Eh, I may catch, like, the end of the last that's day. How yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. So that's, I'm a very casual, not even, I wouldn't even call myself a casual golf fan. Yeah, uh, but it's a it follows different golfers throughout the last year of the PGA Tour, um, and it's really cool. I mean it's it's you know kind of PGA Tour or is TV nothing type. with the li- the live. So they the, the so it's different guys. Each episode is different guys, and so the third episode I haven't watched it yet, but it's about a guy who is doing the live and, okay. and the drama. Eh? So anyway, even if you're not a golf fan, it's pretty cool just to kind of see mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Spieth is one of them, uh, yeah. the local guy. Yeah. He was one of the ones in the first one documented. So, anyway, those are your, uh, when, you're, when you're bored at home, you don't have anything to watch on TV, check those out because they're all yeah. very interesting. So, anyway. All right. It's good to know. Any, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, you got any for the people? <laughs> I, you know, the um, uh, there's an HBO Max show um, that's actually not bad. I'm into the, like, I really – I wouldn't pick a documentary. Like that's not yeah. like my first choice when I'm watching a show. Like if I'm watching TV, like I'm kind of wanting to escape a little bit and just kind of like, and you know how I am with like survivalist, like prepper doomsday, right. stuff like that. So I, I enjoy that stuff. Um, but um, it, there's one called last of us and it's essentially this like fungal infection mm. essentially turns the planet into zombies. Oh, nice. Um, right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> and uh which is weird because it, it you know usually it's like so far-fetched and it's this virus or something it, they like it comes from this like mushroom deal anyways um it's but it's about this guy who takes um a girl who potentially um has like the vaccine in her blood and mm. she's like immune to it she'd been bit a couple times and and like he travels from like boston to wyoming mm. and uh just kind of the relationship and it's good. I mean, it's 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 well done. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty like vulgar and graphic, but yeah. um, it's it's a good show. What's it called? The Last of Us. The last, yeah, I Last of Us. It. Yeah, it's not bad. HBO Max. Yeah, it's kind of you can tell it's a low time in sports right now. Hundred <laughs> percent. The shows are starting to drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. There's I know. really nothing. I'm, uh, I'm waiting nothing. for the second half of uh, Yellowstone season. So yeah. when does that when summer. does that drop? Summer. Summer. Yeah, second oh, half. Bastards. So. I know. That's too long away to do that. Yeah. Hate it. My creepy serial killer side, um, like I like the show. You have, I, have we talked about? Oh, you? but I know who you're talking about. It's like yeah. Gossip Girl meets like Dexter or something yeah. like that. Is what yeah, someone described creepy. it. So they're they're in a they're in a mid season <laughs> we break. Too, we're right on now. a we're on a plane next to this dude. Um, and it, all right, let's talk about this plane etiquette. Okay, okay, I'm in. Um, plane etiquette are you the type of person that you engage with strangers sitting next to you or are you pretty like locked in i read the room okay. if, if i prefer not to speak mm-hmm. you know my general role on people i don't like them <laughs> yeah <laughs> i prefer not to i prefer okay. not to to initiate uh-huh. if they seem like they're wanting to talk i'll do it i'll, yeah. I'll entertain it uh-huh. not the whole time but yeah. i certainly am not Unless it's something funny happens yeah. or, you know, I make a comment, whatever. That, yeah, yeah. That, that I will. But I kind of read the, I read the room. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not outgoing and trying to start anything now. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I am very much like you. Yeah. Whereas. I've seen you on the plane for you. are you're big on headphones, hood up. Yep. Put my head on the side. Do not bother me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, and I don't know that I'm necessarily like, there's times where I'm like, maybe I'm, I'm become more of an introvert but then like i get around people and i'm kind of an extrovert i don't know like i i can't figure it out but like engaging with strangers is like not appealing to me yeah. like i don't 
Whereas when we were coming back from, no, I take that when we were on our way to um, LA, literally my wife is the opposite of me. Like she, she literally had a, um, one of the flight attendants, um, I'm not kidding you, just didn't work the entire trip and sat across, there was an open seat and literally sat in the seat and talked to Tiffany for three hours. <laughs> For three hours. Like, Tiffany got her whole family story, the drama with, like, her sister and, like, how why they haven't spoke and, like, her whole life story. Like, literally, like, everything. And then, like, I mean, she, like, comes over to me and is, like, offers me, like, free drinks. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, we're, we're good. But I'm like, that's insane. Sounds but like my dad. The, my reason, dad the, reason I was, uh, the reason I said that is because we had to stop in Vegas. And this dude sits this is sorry this is a different flight than tiffany talking to this lady but this dude like there's still a bunch of empty seats mm -hmm. and like tiff's sitting on the outside i'm sitting there's a open middle seat oh, you, and he you, like stops you and your wife go. yeah it was the southwest right so you pick your seat kind of yeah deal. but y'all do a space in between you two so that we can have the space huh. we didn't know if it was it wasn't right. even a full flight and some dude like comes up sits in the middle and it was like hey can i sit there and <laughs> tiff was like well i'll slide over and so she sits in the middle but i'm like the plane's not even full yet like and then you want to sit he didn't here. know y'all were together he was trying to hit on her because i was i had my headphones right. in and i was already exactly. like this and she's sitting there and and 100 was yeah. because so I, I don't i don't fault him that's that's great plane etiquette <laughs> no 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 he saw an opportunity he but here's to, the deal. He said, I got three hours is, to close this deal. Is, and here's where it goes etiquette. And you talk, and you said read the room, and I'm glad you brought that up. Is like I I have very little patience for like the lack of emotional intelligence. Yeah. Like read the room a little bit. Like realize. Like, so she slides over, and first of all, he's like cussing up a storm, which is like, look. You, everybody talks their own way or whatever but like you're in a setting like this mm -hmm. everybody can hear you five rows that way five rows that way everybody can hear you and he's like cussing up a storm and he's like hey bro can i get you can i get you a beer and i'm like nah he's like or three and i'm like nah he goes yeah man i'm just leaving vegas man oh bro i'm not partying for a long time and i'm like okay and then now you're ordering drinks right yeah and except for this plane ride yeah yeah <laughs> right on the way home yeah great and so and then he's like you know when someone is like baiting you to ask them about themselves oh for sure it's that like i just want to talk about myself kind of deal mm -hmm. and um and so he's like he throws a tip to the stewardess like and wanted everybody to know that like he was tipping her and he gave her like 10 bucks to go get him like a drink while they had like the seatbelt signs, like no drink service, it's Vegas to LA, like it's quick flight, like no drink service. They had just announced it. And then he like, you know, hands were like 10 bucks and like let everybody know that he was tipping her. And and then he starts talking about like, yeah, you know, my business and this. And it was like, and so Tiffany, I'm like, don't ask him, don't ask him, don't ask him, don't ask him, don't ask him. Don't, do not, don't do it, don't do it. Sure enough. She opened Pandora's She's box. like, oh, what business are you in? Oh, no. He goes, you know, cannabis. I'm like, cool. Like, great. And he goes on for 30 minutes about his job and, you know, the lifestyle he lives and literally just bragging the entire yeah. time. With only one question to lead in. To oh, she didn't say another word, which is uncommon for Tiffany. God. Which is because she's super engaging. And, yeah. oh, bro. And it's like, read the room, bro. Read the freaking. Yeah. You, you nailed it. The awareness of some people or the lack of awareness of some yeah. people is. Oh. It's pretty mystifying. And it there was a point where like he kept saying stuff and I and I had to take one earbud out cuz like as he's he's talking to my wife I'm like I, you're going to see my head, headphone in over here but I'm taking this one out so I can hear because like there was there was two or three times in the conversation where I was like all right I'm going to have to stand up and I'm going to have to pull this dude out of his seat and I'll have to drag him and stuff him into the bathroom because it was like I was like, if it goes any further, like, and I was like one point where I like, she, Tiffany grabbed my leg and then I like leaned forward a little bit and I looked and I didn't even say anything. I just looked at him like, yeah, yeah, you know that we're together. Right. And I was just like, oh, some people, I swear, yeah, I swear. That's a bad deal. Yeah. That's, a, that's the unluck of the draw there. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's what sucks about that is again, there were open seats. And yes. So it's not like yes. fate decided for you. I mean, I guess it did in a certain way, but. 
It could he could have said anywhere. Like go four rows back, and there was yeah. one dude by himself. Like, but you chose to to go three D. Yeah, that's a bad deal. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Generally, I'd like to, I'd like a quiet plane ride. Generally, yeah. I don't want to be chatting up. A yes. Storm. Do are you can you sleep know. on planes? Uh yeah. Dude, I no, I, I it's been a long time since I've flown overnight. So no, just like if it's a three yeah. hour flight, will I can. you will you take yeah, a nap for sure? Yeah, I'll, I it's it's immediate. The second we take off, say, it's almost. I'll typically routine. like get out work to start working, and I'm like two minutes in, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I am with shows after eight p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so all those shows that I told you about earlier yeah. it took me eight weeks to finish them. <laughs> I've been working on it since we last spoke about TV shows. <laughs> no, literally, the Blackbird. In November, <laughs> Blackbird is six episodes. I fell asleep in five of them in the middle, not because it was bad, yeah. just because it was after eight thirty. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, so. The reason I bring that up is if you were on a plane, just read read the plane. Yeah. Like read read the people around you. Don't be that person that just inserts yourself into. Be courteous. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like I, I'm all about getting to know people. Like if the scenario, like if it calls for it. Like if the, if there's a personality type that like right. calls for conversation, great. Yeah. But like, yeah, I'm with you. Universal with you. sign. Like if I have the headphones in and my hoodie on, don't talk to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, before we go any further, I do want to thank our partners. Speaking of sleep, sleep number, yeah. first and foremost. Um, we talk about them week in, week out. The technology that they've implemented into these beds. Um, I'm excited as a, uh, what's it called? As a lab rat. I'm going to, I'm gonna, we're going to put this to the test. This bed to the test. My wife is coming up on a couple of weeks out from having our third son. So I'm excited to see how the sleep number works whenever there's a, uh, screaming child. Yeah. Yeah, how good For is the sleep months. in 30, 30 minute increments? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if I want to maximize my sleep, I'm glad I have a sleep number bed. And if you too want to maximize your sleep, uh, you can go check them out, sleepnumber.com and or more uh, more importantly, a uh, local retail store. Yep. They're all over the place, so go check them out. Uh, and then also Choctaw Casinos oh. and Resort. Every weekend in March, they're giving away $2 million. Oh. That's a lot of cash. Uh, again, we say it all the time. No other entertainment venue is paying. Remember when you we started? There. They were doing like seven hundred grand a month. They must like be doing well. eight hundred grand a month. <laughs> it, it must be all the people going. I just feel like ad. they have a heart for giving, and right, they, they, they just want to give. Right. They just want to give, give you money. Give, give, give. <laughs> they don't want to take your money. They want to no, give you money. Give, give, give. <laughs> so, go check out Choctaw Casinos and Resort. Uh, you know what's funny is, uh, so my kids are all under the Dude Perfect deal right now. Like, yeah, my son actually just got into it. Yeah. I was asking to watch it last night. Yeah. yeah. And they just did a hotel stereotypes. And it was actually oh, pretty, nice. it was pretty funny. It was yeah. pretty on point. Their stereotypes are good. Yeah. Pretty They're on really point. Good. Yeah. Uh, but they filmed a lot of it at Choctaw. Oh, did they really? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Like in any of the hallway shots, you know how they're, because they're like long and then they kind of like are like art uh-huh. arced. They're not yep. straight hallways. Right. Yeah, they kind of yeah, like kind of curved a little bit. Yep. I was like, oh, Choctaw. Yeah. I know oh. that place. Yeah. I'm there, there quite frequently. Yeah. <laughs> So if you too want to be like dude perfect, yeah, get yourself up to Choctaw Casinos and Resort. Ty, I saw an article, and it brought up a lot in me beyond just this article, and a conversation I think we need to have that's, that's long overdue. Um, and the question is, does the perfect job even exist? Mm. And so this article, I don't know if you've been keeping it. You have been keeping it up because this is our business to keep up with. Mm. How many people have been quitting the last yep. couple of years? Yep quitting their jobs. They call it the great resignation. And so the article headline reads 80% of workers who quit in the great resignation have regrets according to a new survey. And so I'll just read a couple of lines from the article. The quote, great regret is the latest workplace trend to sweep the nation with the majority of professionals who quit their jobs last year, wishing they could get a do over according to a new survey. 2022 was another record year for quitting 4.1 4.1 million workers left their jobs in December alone, bringing the grand total for the year to over 50 million people oh quit their job last year. Roughly 47 million quit the year before in 2021, citing higher pay and better working conditions as incentives for their exit. Now, 8 out of 10 professionals who left their jobs regret their decision, a new Paychex study finds. Mm. According to Paychex, Gen Z workers reminisce about their old jobs the most. A whopping 89% of Gen Zers say, they regret quitting, and as a result, their mental health mm. is on the decline. Mm-hmm. So first reaction to that uh, is what? Yeah, you? I mean, it's, I don't think, I think the pandemic was a spark, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, um, it highlighted something that innately we have inside of us. 
Um, you know, the, the grass is greener on the other side. Like that saying has been around for a long time. Um, and it's true. And we're always looking for something better. Now, I think the pandemic gave some space. And um, when you insert, uh, when you insert like worry, fear, anxiety into like working, right? Then you've got a bunch of people that are pulled back that may not be productive, just want to stay home. It creates a ton of opportunity, right? And their spending went up. And so spending, what does spending do, right? It, it, it increases the demand for labor. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, retailers and warehouse workers. It's like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the pandemic just like exponentially impacted what already existed um, in just the, the psyche of humans. Um, and then, and then there was also, there was um, additional support like from the government and um, and it made easier access to money for doing nothing. Right. So now you're already in a comfort a comfort driven society. Then you're providing even more comfort to do nothing, mm-hmm. which in turn makes everybody more uncomfortable yeah. altogether. And we've talked about that a ton. Um, but it's funny because the greener pastures there's. If you had been maybe with a company for three, four, five plus years, right? You're established. You understand what the community, what the what the 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 DNA of that company really is about, and then now you head into this war for talent post pandemic or post the start of the pandemic is is now you're willing to go across the street, and we talk about this all the time with clients, you're willing to go across the street for a dollar a dollar more an hour. And this is just an example. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to pay you more, and they're going to promise you can work from home. But right. that's not sustainable. And I guarantee the regrets are is now you transition to a new company where you don't know anybody, you're not plugged in, work remote. Now you just you've, you are so isolated. Mm-hmm. Now you're dealing with depression. Now you're dealing with... Uh, you know, physical health ailments because you're just working in front of a computer all day. All the negative impacts that the work from home um, uh, revolution really kind of has started and brought brought to light. Um, and so, yeah, like you think, okay, I'm going to be happier making a couple more dollars a year when in reality, that's not the most important driver. That's not the most important driver of retention. Like you can hire somebody and we talk about this with clients all the time, is like we help them identify where where available labor is and what the cost of it is. And if you want to hire them away, here's what you're going to have to pay them. Right. So people are willing to pay more to hire people. But what companies don't realize is just because you pay them more, that doesn't necessarily lead to retention. Right. It it If you don't do anything different and you don't pour into the the – the culture and you don't pour into the heart of people and you don't make them feel important and feel engaged and impactful, then retention is following or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, attrition is following and the cost of attrition is over 150%. When you lose somebody to rehire somebody and train them and loss of productivity and all that. So it's so expensive for these companies to lose people and to try to replace them. And so all these people that switch jobs, jump ship, think that, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's better over there because I can work from home and I can do me and I make more money. Well, we've talked about this a million times is money is not what drives happiness. Right. I was just with 200-plus athletes, pro football players, and the common theme, and it was one thing I specifically asked a ton of guys in conversations was like, hey, when you sign your big deal, like, did it make you as happy as you thought it would? You know what 100% of them said was no. 100%. And I would I probably asked more than a dozen guys that question. 100% of the guys said no. It surprised me and it actually put more pressure and anxiety on the game that I loved so much and I just I didn't love the game as much. Yeah. Cuz you thought it fulfill you and it doesn't. Same with same with the workforce and the job. Like you're going to jump ship being a part of an organization for an extended amount of time just because you think you're going to be happier because you make more money. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm aligned with you on everything you said, you know, and it, it mentioned called out Gen Zers, which I think is anybody born after, is it 2000? I forget when the Gen Z 
starts. What's after like millen- millennial? Millennial, then it's Gen, Gen Z. Z. Yeah, okay. so I think Gen Z is anybody after 2000. Okay. Anyway, it's somewhere around there. And so that's obviously young kids. I mean, it's 23 and younger. Mm-hmm. And then I think about our kids, and I don't know what their generation's called. I have no idea. It doesn't matter. But I guess my point is, growing up, you think, or and even today, and we just talked to Michael Shellis about this, and you'll hear that episode here, here in a few weeks. You're told chase your passion. You're told pursue something you love. You're told, you know, and, and it's almost sold like a fairy tale. Like there's this fairy tale out there that I can achieve if I just go look for it. Mm-hmm. If I pursue something that I love, I, I'm going to be able to find it, mm-hmm. and it's going to fulfill everything. And the harsh reality is there is nothing out there that's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Even Michael, who gets to pursue art as a full-time career, and he'll again, he'll talk about it in a few weeks, there's days, there's times, there's aspects of that job that he doesn't enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And that's any football, same thing. There's Wednesdays that you were like, God, I really don't want to go. Really don't want to go. pads on. Special teams practice. Right yeah, yeah. And you were doing your dream job. Yeah. You, you're The job that you dreamed of from the time you were four years old. And so, again, I, had, I used to have this false sense of, or this false idea of that there is a perfect job. There is a dream job out there. Now, there's jobs that highlight my skills and that are 95% my dream, but it's – it's unrealistic to think that there is a job out there that's going to be 100% perfect. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm thinking about my boys as they grow up and the message I'm going to deliver to them, I'm just thinking through what I don't want to fill them, not certainly not with negativity, but also don't want to serve them with false hope either. Yeah, yeah. And so it's the conversation around, you know, who are you working with? Is the Is the – the value that you're bringing, is that something that you can get behind? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I think I'm going to highlight. And again, I haven't fully thought this through yet. It's still pretty young. But I know for me, certainly, I haven't found that perfect job. And I've worked a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done a lot of different jobs. And I think it serves better at now that I'm 35 and I'm you know sort of established in my business career the the thought that I have that I'm wrapping my mind around now is find aspects of the job that I do enjoy. Quit focusing on the stuff that I don't like about it. Because mm-hmm. I'm just going to be real. I don't love the job that you and I do. Yeah. At least not the, what's the word? At least not the vocation that it is. Yeah. Like I don't wake up in the morning obsessed and dreaming about commercial real estate. That's just not my mm-hmm. personality. It's not my bag. But I tell you, the things that I do love about it is the leadership that we have at our company. Great leaders that care about us, that want the best for us. Yep. I can't can't go out and find a job like that anywhere. I do love the people that I work with, my coworkers, the people that I rub elbows with from day to day. Again, you can't just go out and find that anywhere. Right. I love my coworkers. And then the income and the flexibility that it provides. Yeah. So on paper, is it my dream job? No. But there's so many aspects about it that I do love. And I'm so fortunate that I get to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think my message is going to be to my boys is wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, there's a reason that you're there. Mm-hmm. And you can find good out of that mm-hmm. in whatever season that it is. Yep. I've had jobs where I've mowed yards. I've served as a waiter. I've moved furniture. Those jobs sucked. Yep. There wasn't a whole lot that I loved about those jobs. Mm-hmm. But I wish I had the wisdom at that time to find the good in those jobs. Yeah. Because it wouldn't have been as miserable of an experience. And I wouldn't have just seen it as, oh, it's just a job, just getting a paycheck. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that I can impart some of that wisdom onto my boys at a younger age so that they don't have to wait till they're 35 and they've spent the first 15 years of their working career being miserable because they think there's something way better out there. Yeah. When there's not. And and I think you're you're exactly right. Um, I, I think of it as like it's really hard to enjoy or appreciate something when you're thinking about something else Mm -hmm. too. So if you're in a place where I'm not present, I'm not focused on the good things, I'm not focused on the value I bring, I'm not focused on progressing, I'm not focused on those things. Like you're thinking about, I wish I was doing this. I mean, there's so many times, dude. There's so many times where I'm doing this and I've been in front of a computer for 12 hours, haven't left a room, Room's got some funk in it, like a real heavy musk that my <laughs> wife like will walk in and be like, "Okay, you got to open a window yeah. or something." 
And I literally, by the end of the day, I'm fried. And I'm just like, I wish I, I would rather be a landscaper. I would mm. rather, I would rather go be a carpenter somewhere. I would rather do all these other things. And what it does is it makes those 12 hours of things that I have to do really hard, yeah. really hard to push through as opposed to, all right, I know I've got a bunch of busy work, but remember who I'm doing it for team leadership, part client partner, mm -hmm. whatever, like doing something that's going to be valuable to them. And then also to thinking about, okay, the opportunities that I do have to do some of the things that I do love, like highlight those, like yeah. work towards those. Like for me, I, do, I love, I love when I do get to engage with people and like walk through, you know, strategies and walk through plans and like, you know, you get into the, the, the construction side of what we do. Like, I love that side of it too. Like there's certain elements I absolutely love. Like, do I love like running surveys and doing financial analysis, which I feel like I do more than I don't. No, I don't, I don't love those. But if I'm thinking about how bad it is, all I'm doing is reinforcing the negative thoughts and you're just going to exponentially make it worse. Yeah. And so I think of, all right, if I leave this, I quit this job and I go start a landscape company. Guess what? I'm going to freaking hate doing that too yeah. because once I get there, then I'm going to think about, okay, yeah, what's next? And I've thought, I've thought about like ranching. Like there's times where I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to pick up, move my, move my family. We're going to go, Wyoming, Montana, and we're just going to be ranchers. Yeah. Um, that would be perfect. So I can't say anything bad about that. That I would be happy <laughs> if I did that. <laughs> but yeah. But what I'm saying is I'll get there, and then it's like, oh, crap. I hate fixing fences. I feel like I'm fixing fences all the time. Or, man, I hate, um, I hate going up and breaking up ice in the watering troughs during the winter. Or I hate this. You're always going to find it. And if you focus on that, then you're all you're doing is – is is you're now just bringing that to the forefront and that's the focus yeah. as opposed to say like look it provides us the great income if we can be really efficient and good we have somewhat of a flexible schedule with what yeah. we do right now like hey if i've gotta if i've gotta go do something else today i have the flexibility to do that not that it happens very often but like you can do that where else can you say that yeah and so just moving on for either more money or something that you think that you're gonna love like I, I think that that's a tall tale, and and just be very, very careful of what you walk away from before really fully exploring the opportunity, possibilities, and potential yeah. with something else. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced that two of my two of my weaknesses. Number one, I'm an emotional decision maker. Yeah, I don't I don't let things settle for very long before I want to take action on them. Yeah, and you know, in certain scenarios. And so if something upsets me, something's not going the way I want, I have a tendency, and I'm fighting a tendency, especially as a kid, I was like this, I'm out. I'm yeah. cutting bait, I'm gone. Yep. And so that's a big weakness of mine that I've had to overcome. Mm -hmm. And another thing is I'm convinced, I I was sprinkled with more of the grass is always greener mentality. I think I was sprinkled with more than that, more yeah. of that than the other person. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm with you, it's like, okay, if I left this and I went and pursued something else, how long is it until I'm tired yeah. of that and I'm ready to move on to the next thing? That's con that's how my mind constantly works is there's something better out there. Yep. I just haven't found it yet. Yep. And I need to go pursue it. Yep. And what I've realized is is over time, as I said earlier, is to slow things down and again highlight the things that I do appreciate it. Yeah. And I needed my wife, honestly, it was a it was a it was a tough conversation her and I had about a year and a half ago. I was just telling her how much I hated this job and didn't want to do it anymore and this sucks <laughs> and, and she helped remind me of all the good that's coming away from it. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, maybe on paper it's not the dream job ideal, but think of all the things that it provides your family. Yeah. Think about all of the opportunity, the flexibility, mm -hmm. the income. There's so many good aspects of it that, yeah. that provide so much value um, to me and my family. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, has your life, you know, at 35, has your life turned out up to this point how you thought it would? And I sat there and I thought for a second, and it's actually a question I've been pondering for the last six, 12 months. Hmm. And it's a very good question because yeah. on paper, again, no, it's, it has not ended up where I dreamed mm -hmm. it would end up. But upon further reflection, actually, yes, it is. <laughs> 
It's exactly where I hoped I would be one day. Yep. I've got an amazing wife. Yep. I've got three, about to be three awesome kids. I've got a job that provides an awesome income for us. We live in a great community. Mm-hmm. I've got a great house, got great cars. I have everything that as a Man, kid. you drive a Corolla. Well, uh, Camry. <laughs> Camry. <laughs> but for I'm me, I love I'm that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, as a kid, yeah. what did I dream about one day? Awesome wife. Awesome job, mm-hmm. income, awesome kids. Check, 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 check. I got everything I want. Now, the details are different. Yeah. I didn't get here I thought how I thought I would. I'm not doing what I thought I would be doing. Yeah. But all the ancillary benefits are yeah. exactly what I've been dreaming about yeah. my whole life. There's times, and So if man, I just reflect on that and stop for a second and quit being such yeah. a bitch about, well, it's not exactly perfect. It's not exactly how I wanted it. If yeah. I just reflect for a second and take a step back, it's like, dude, you are the luckiest guy alive. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, literally just going to say that, like, if there's times that, like, I'll just be, I'll just be really in a weird place, like, just negative and, like, which makes me unproductive, which, like, reinforces and just, like, makes it worse. Because when I'm unproductive, like, nothing gets me, nothing gets me, like, more anxious and upset than that. But, like, I'll have to just pause sometimes and want, look around my house, like, I live in a pretty awesome place. And then I'll look at my kids like, dude, they're free. If you ever, every time I just stop and like, just look like not just not like see them, but really look at your kids. Like look at their facial features, look at their expressions, look at their hair. I mean, like look at them. It's pretty awesome. You're like, dude, that's pretty awesome. Like so many times we just like, like a glazed over look mm-hmm. and we just kind of see what's going on. We right. don't really see like the details of it. That's pretty awesome. And then my wife, I'm like, I'll look at her sometimes. I'm like, how the hell did I convince you to marry me? Mm-hmm. Like you are way, way too good looking for me. Like way too good looking. And very quickly you can wake up the next day and forget it. So it has to be a conscious effort like every day to really look and appreciate and I think if uh, there's there's many of us look there's there's people out there that are listening to this right now like I can't relate to that yeah like I am in a bad place yeah. and I respect that I've and been I there. and I'm empathetic to that, um, but I think most people if you live in the United States you could say like if I just stop and look like it I'm not in as bad a place as I think I played up in my head, yeah. but what I was gonna say is I, I just. I feel like from um I'm gonna speak speak mostly to men right now. Um I don't wanna exclude any gender type, identity type, pronoun, whatever. I don't wanna exclude anybody. But typically men like are we're wired to like progress, right? We're wired I think everybody's wired for change. So if you're in a place and you're in a job where you just feel stagnant and you're just like, ugh, it's like monotonous it's the same thing over and over every day maybe take a look at what you're putting into it yeah maybe say hey look i just need a kick in the ass and i just need i need to approach this job not like it owes me something but i owe the job something i'm getting compensated for it i better work for it so if you're like hey i just need to feel value we'll put in value Mm. do something different like if you're a if you're an associate work to be a vice president if you're a vice president, work to be a president. I mean, whatever, and I'm just using kind of our industry lingo, but like work, add value. And if you're at a place where it's like, hey, I, I can't really rise, like it's not true. Every job, every company, you can grow. If you're the business, if you own the company, okay, well, now look at new goals, new projects, new initiatives, you know, bring in a new people, work on mentors. But like, Pick something that you can go do something and add value. You don't have to change careers or change jobs to get that change that like to satisfy that change. Like do it within the space that you're in. Mm-hmm. Like it, start a start a small group, like whatever. Like lead a group to a pickleball club, like within your company, or a Bible study, or a mentorship, or whatever, a nonprofit like group, whatever, start something within the space that you're at, show some leadership, show some initiative. And like, I guarantee you, if you, if you are invested into not only making yourself better, but making the company better, 
I guarantee you nobody can stop you from progressing within your job yep. and give you that change, right. give you that extra income, give you the excitement that as opposed to just like coasting through the motions mm -hmm. and wondering why you're not happy. Yeah. It's because you're not putting anything into it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, you're Gen Z or you're younger, even if you're not, I've been there. Again, I've had so many different jobs in my life and all different, you know, professions and if you're somebody like that, listen, you have a shitty job. I, again, my, my, if I could go back and tell my younger self something, if I could have the wisdom that I have now back then, it would have been find the aspects again that are beneficial. Yep. Again, I, I waited tables one summer and if you've ever waited on people, <laughs> if you've ever had a job like humbling. that, very humbling, people become the biggest bitches about yeah. their food. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's just this time where people just have so much. Tell me, <laughs> tell me, here's the thing. Anybody that like says that stereotypes don't exist and, you know, that's not like. Oh, I go can, be, I go can be a server yeah. and every single people group that comes into that restaurant, you will have a stereotype for them. I could very easily tell who was going to be a good tipper and who couldn't. You not to, it, you not even that, that but there are certain <laughs> things like about it, like how, how they're going to like treat me mm -hmm. or at the server or how their kids are going to act yeah. or I mean like what types of foods what types of I mean the interaction yeah. like there's certain things in like as a server and the all of the different people that you see it is almost impossible to not walk up to a table and have like a preconceived idea yeah. of what they're gonna not not everybody's the same but like walk up you're gonna say I I'm expecting this group to be like that yeah. oh no doubt and, and so what I would tell myself going through that experience again, or if this is you listening, I mean, think about the skills that you pick up being a waiter, people's skills. You learn how to communicate well. Memorization is one oh, thing, right? Yeah. You're learning how to make best of a bad situation. If somebody's upset or something, you're learning customer, customer service. service. Yes. Right? There's so many, and you get cash at the end of the night, which yes. at that age, when I was doing that job, that I was, a, I might as well have been a millionaire the money I was making. I got so, $67 in tips when I was serving. I'll it's, be like, it's everything. I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit. Like I'm going to be rich forever. <laughs> yeah. I remember being ecstatic. There was this one family that would come in weekly and they would rotate where they sat. And uh, so you were lucky if you got this particular family, because it didn't matter. You could have been the worst way they intentionally in the rotate or would the, 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 the hostess, the would hostess would rotate change it. Okay. The hostess would rotate them. And it didn't matter how bad or how good you were. They were leaving a $20 tip every single time. And at that time, dude, 20 bucks was like, amazing yeah and so anyway i think about all those skills that if i could just appreciate but i spent that whole summer dreading going to work yeah. every single day because yeah. this is not what i want to be doing yeah. with my life this sucks yeah. this is horrible yeah. or i think about my furniture moving business that i or my my job as a furniture mover my wife was still in school i was just out of college i was <laughs> very far away from my nfl dream at yeah. this point as far as far away as you could possibly be but if I could go back and tell that kid something, I would say, dude, look, you're making, you're providing for a wife. Yeah. You're, 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 you're self-reliant right now. Nobody's paying you anything other than this. Like, this is how you're supporting your wife. Yeah. You get to be a manager of other people. You get to lead people. And again, I spent that entire year miserable because I thought I'm not a furniture mover. I'm supposed to be an NFL athlete. I'm supposed to be doing this. And I have a college degree and I'm sitting here cleaning toilets. I thought I spent so much time in my life thinking about the negative. And again, certain scenarios led me where I couldn't quit. It's not like, you know, one of these Gen Z kids we're talking yeah. about that yeah. you have the opportunity to go somewhere else because the grass is greener. I couldn't quit. Yeah. And so I spent that entire year in a job I couldn't quit being miserable instead of looking at things that, that yep. I could have appreciated yep. about that job. So again, that's my message to my boys as they're growing up, message to people listening today. If the scenario is not ideal, my encouragement, my strong encouragement, and again, this is something I tell myself almost daily is, what are the aspects of that job that you do enjoy? What is it providing for you, your family? What is it doing for you? Again, maybe on paper it's not perfect, but what are the aspects that you do appreciate about yeah. it? Yeah. And if you can keep that mentality, again, not every day is going to be great, not every day is going to be perfect, and maybe there is a job that's different that you can move on to one day. Mm -hmm. But you are where you are. Yep. Nothing is going to change about that. Mm-hmm. And so you might as well make the best of it. Yeah. Some of the best advice that I ever got, uh, and this is me name dropping with a humble brag associated to it. It was from Roger Staubach. Flex. Yeah, no big deal. 
I was like, Teal. Yeah, Hall of Famers give me yeah. advice all the time. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, so this advice actually was it was him on another TV show that I was just watching. But. <laughs> he actually doesn't know who I am. Yeah, but. no clue, no clue. No, but uh, I was lucky enough as I was going out of my last season, kind of entering into free agency, I was like, hey, I, I would love to play. I feel like I can. Am I or not? And um, he took three hours one afternoon and just sat down and just walked me through a story and, like, answered any questions I had. I, I wanted to get into real commercial real estate. I thought I was going to be, like, a developer. And um, one of the things that he said about what I'm, what I'm doing now, a tenant representation, um, tenant representation broker, is he's like, listen, is you're not at a place where you – I'm sure, and he says, I'm speaking for you, but that where you feel confident enough to go to someone, ask them for money to um, to take care of their money in a way and go create a development and go do it because you just don't have the expertise. Like you can't go build something, raise money, and then build it because you just don't know. Like you, I had no idea about real estate. I didn't even know the difference between like residential and commercial real estate. I didn't either. That was the first question I asked is what is commercial And I thought if your name was on a building, you owned the building. Like that's what I thought. And now I'm like looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're a clown. But he said brokerage, you know, some people, it's a life job and it's great. You provide, you have potential for a great income. He goes, but what I thought about it, when I would win a Super Bowl on Sunday, I'd be in the office on Tuesday cold calling companies because I knew that that was not only a free education, but it was the opportunity to make a good living for my family while getting educated on my way to being a developer. And so if, if y'all don't know Roger Staubach, so he's got, he's got a multifamily development company with one of his former teammates and, and a handful of other people. But he did just as well on the development side as he did selling Staubach, the Staubach company for $700 million. He's done just as well on that side of it, if not better. But I think of it, and, and people are, I don't think that if you're unhappy in a job, like recognize it, don't ignore it. Like, but you've got to look at why you're unhappy, right. like we just talked about. Yeah. But if you're unhappy, don't just quit and then just go to another job that, you're, that you think is going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. What in your current position can you take and refine the skills that maybe need some work. And so I was talking about education. Like I've learned so much about real estate. Like I could go be a developer now if I really wanted to. Right. Which I also learned. I I mean, I think it's cool, but like, I don't know if I really want to. (laughs) Right. But it's, you can take your current situation. You talked about being a server. How is this going to help my next job? Mm -hmm. So let me, let me like lock into this and focus on bettering myself, getting more educated, more experience, more relationships, like in the current position that I'm at, make some money. So now you're like, okay, you're just paying me to get prepared for my next job. Right. Yeah. And it's a totally different perspective on the job. And that's, I've had to catch myself times that I'm frustrated. I'm like, look, I'm being prepared right now for whatever is next, yeah. whenever that is. If that's 10 years, if it's 15 years, if it's three years, I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I haven't found something where I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like, that's not where I'm at. I think very few people really do find that. Um, and they're 100% sure of it. But, like, to me, I'm looking at, look, the sales, like the cold call, the resiliency that that I could use in a ton of other careers, professions. Um, organization, like my financial education, like on putting together – um, you know, financial models and putting together performas and understanding that side of it, like operations. Like the cool thing about what we do is we dive into multiple facets of companies. Mm-hmm. So we see the whole company, big picture. So now looking at operations, looking at like HR, how you treat people, looking at um, just building a, a culture within a company, what leadership looks like, because I get to experience so many leaders um, within companies and organizations and nonprofits. And I mean, there's just so much that if I look at that and I'm like, okay, like I loved high school football, loved it. That was my favorite time playing football, but that wasn't the end goal. That was a step to get to the next one. Right. So why can't you think about jobs that way? Then college wasn't the end game. The end game was the NFL. 
And so why can't we look at jobs like, look, I'm going to be all in and I'm going to learn and take as much from this job as I can, which I guarantee you will bring some joy to you sure. within that. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things you said in there that stuck out to me. Number one is the mentor idea. Yeah. Going and seeking somebody yeah. older in the organization, in the company that's been there, yeah. that's, that's going through the junk that you're going through that, that I'm sure had the same thoughts that you had going and seeking advice from them. How did they get through it? Yeah. What did they do? What's the, what's the future look like if you stick it out? Mm -hmm. So seeking that help. And then the other thing you said was the connections you can make. Yeah. The, the previous career I had before this one was in the fitness industry yeah. and I loved it. I loved everything about it. I, I was obsessed with it, Yeah. but the income level except wasn't, for what's that? The income level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I loved everything about it except for the income level. Wasn't what I had ultimately yeah. wasn't my goal. I, yeah. I wanted to, to do but more. If you were as good on Instagram then as you are now, <laughs> you'd have made so much money. Yeah, it'd been crazy. It'd just been <laughs> swimming in cash. No, but, but the, the, the pursuit of being the best yeah. ultimately led me to meeting Darren, yep. training Darren, getting getting that network. Now, again, I was at one of the premier gyms slash clubs mm. that you could be at in that profession. So it was, it was definitely right place, right time. Yeah. But my longing to be good or great rubbed off on him. Yep. He joins this real estate firm, and now I have this opportunity to create an income for my family that I would have never had otherwise. That's right. And so – Literally, the first thing I asked him was, what is commercial real estate when he first brought up the idea? Yeah. And so it's an industry I had nothing, no idea about. Did he have an answer then? No, he, he, was, he was brand yeah, new. he was brand new. So he was brand new to it too. <laughs> it was the blind leading the blind, for sure. And so, but my point is that connection that I made because I was taking, making the best out of that situation. Again, yeah. not the income that I wanted, but everything else I loved about it. Yeah. And I was pursuing it. Yeah. And so that rubbed off on Darren, who eventually yeah. led me to what I'm doing now. Think and so to your point, it's like, okay, who am I meeting now? Who am I rubbing elbows? Is this going to be my job forever? I don't know. I've yeah. come to a point now where I'm like, I'm okay if it is. Yeah. You know, I, you asked me that a year ago. I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. But I've come to a point now where I enjoy enough where I'm like, yeah, okay, this could be what I do. But if it's yeah. not, who am I meeting now? Who am I rubbing it? Who am I networking with? That, that my next career yeah. will be aided by, what I'm, by the yeah. things that I'm doing. And if I just had a sour attitude, if I continued that, if I never reversed course and changed my mentality – Number one, day to day would be miserable. But number two, I'm now setting my future up yeah. in a negative way. Yeah. Because I'm the not opportunities you off. miss exactly. Because you're not exactly you're not engaged. You're not locked in. Like you're negative. You're all of those opportunities. Because again, I think about I mean, we see it all the time. Is other people, and especially in our company, we'll because we work with a company, we end up hiring somebody from their company. Mm -hmm. Like you never know, your current clients could be your future coworkers yeah, yeah. or employer, or, I mean, there's so many opportunities. So if you just are just like salty about the job that you're in and, you know, and you're, you're missing on opportunities for that transition when it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're in that, and you're in that position, trust me, I get it. I, yeah. I was there not very long ago and I've been there a long time. I spent, yeah. the, I spent way too much time there. Yeah. That's for sure. So hopefully yeah. if you're listening to this, you haven't been there that long Yeah, and this will be the catalyst to start to get you to work sure. out of that. I would love nothing more than for somebody listening to this to, to be able to flip their mentality yeah, and be able to take more of a positive spin on what they're doing. Yeah. And again, maybe there is something better for you out there. But again, my message to my kids is going to be, even if you find yourself in a place that you don't want to be ultimately, mm -hmm. make the best of the short time that yep. you're there. Because yep. ultimately that's the only thing that you can control mm -hmm. is your attitude at that time. Yeah, that's If you it. can't change where you're going to be, make the best of that situation. Yeah. And, and, and try to find the positive aspects, the good thing, because there is some good. It's not all horrible. Mm -hmm. Most of us don't have jobs where literally 100% of it's a negative experience. There's something about it that you like. Mm -hmm. And so, and I, even if it is, it could be preparing you. Sure. At least now you know patience. what you don't want to do. <laughs> or, yeah, but, or even patience, working with bad people, having bad, yeah. bad bosses. I mean, it I've could be miserable. <laughs> yeah. But like you're learning something and you're refining and you're getting and yeah, I, I totally agree. I think to answer your first question, is there the perfect job? I think there's the right job for everybody at the right time. I mean, I would say very few people are they doing the same job at 25 that they are at 55 or 60 and they feel exactly the same as they did when they're 25. Yeah. Very few. So no, there's not the perfect job that's going to make you but there's the right job at the right time that'll get you to the right place. 
Yeah. And if you are one of those people that you do feel like you got the golden ticket, with, yeah. I mean, just be thankful. Yeah. Because not everybody has that. Yeah. Tell us what, tell you what you, tell us what you did to get there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully uh, that sparked something in you. If it did help us out by sharing the podcast, we're on so many different social media platforms. It makes me want to throw up now. Uh, we're on Instagram. So we're Ben's on- been doing shirtless TikTok <laughs> dances recently. So follow the one shot <laughs> podcast on TikTok. We're on uh, Instagram. We're on TikTok. As Tyler said, I'm doing some some cool stuff over there. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Twitter uh, and Facebook. Which, by the way, do you know anything about Facebook? Uh, other than that, I'm obviously not going to. Other than this. that's the platform that connected. To it's the and I. worst. No, no. <laughs> it's not like it was back in 2006. Oh, seriously? It is a shitstorm of just the weirdest. Wait, question: people. Do you still have to have your college email to sign up for Facebook? Maybe. I don't know. Do you have to have a university email? Is that is that still a thing? No, no. I don't think you have to have a university. <laughs> but it's like old people now. It's like 60-year-olds that are on the platform. And, just, just and they're complain. just flinging shit at each other. Just complain. Just, just it's, cow. It's Twitter for old people. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they're just making some... And they're the most restrictive platform. Like some of the conversations we've had, I, hadn't, yeah. I didn't really think they've been that controversial. And Facebook's like dinging us and like, no, we can't approve that post. And it's like... It's a weird place. So is that the one? Maybe, so maybe don't follow us on Facebook. It I mean, sucks. The, the conversation where you said you wish that you lived in North Korea, and I was like, I don't yeah. understand like why Facebook <laughs> why, would remove. Why, why? That. Actually, they'd probably support that. <laughs> They're that ass backwards with their, their policies. But anyway, uh, so yeah, follow us on the other stuff. Yeah, not, not Facebook. <laughs> you won't, I'm fi- you won't find it. You won't find us uh, us there very much. We're gonna get kicked off here before long. I guarantee it. So anyway, appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great rest of the week. A great weekend. We will see you next week.